0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jack Disney Show, the show where we talk about everything film, comics, and of course, Disney. I'm your host, Jack Disney, and with me today is our good pal, Obed Schultz.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you again, as always, for letting me on the show. Super excited to be here.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. So today, we will be discussing the latest Marvel Studios series, WandaVision. And we will also be going over some recent news in the world of comic book movies and so much more. So without further ado, let's get right into it, shall we? yee
1: I'm pumped.
0: Okay. So uh, let's talk about some news first. So we got quite a bit of uh, big comic book movie news. One is that at the time of this recording, it's... Pr- it has not come out yet, but by the time you're hearing this, it probably has. And that is Zack Snyder's Justice League being released. I'm so excited for this. How about you, Obed?
1: Yeah. So, basically... I am basically, super, super pumped. Just because they have Justice League, and I'm excited to see what they'll do with it. to Give it a second chance.
0: Right. For those of you who have never heard of this, it's... Not really a director's cut or extended cut. It's a totally, totally different movie. So the guy that made Man of Steel and Batman v Superman filmed Justice League, but then had to leave production. There was all this on-set drama, and then they reshot the whole movie to where the version that came out is not even close to what was originally intended. Uh, And this will be the version that was originally intended to be released. This will be... 4 hours long which is just insane. Yeah. Uh but I am I'm super super excited uh to watch this thing. So then the next topic that I have that I want to discuss for just a minute is the Spider-Man 3 news. So we got a title for this thing and yeah. that is Spider-Man No Way Home. So Obed, what do you, what do you think about this title?
1: I'm really excited. And obviously, if you guys have listened to our WandaVision episodes um, that I was also part of, you would know that, you know, we talked a lot about the potential of different um, dimensional and, like, multiverse-type stuff happening. I think the title No Way Home could be a bit of an indicator to that that kind of supports mm. our theory. Because, you know, if obviously, if he was in some crazy other or something, it wouldn't exactly be an obvious way home. So,
0: Right. Yeah, no, I totally think... That's what they're going for. I think it, it's also a case of how the first two films, the titles all had multiple meanings. I think partially it could be a multiverse thing. It could be a thing of like he's home, he's on the streets or whatever because of what happened in the last film. Uh, I have no idea, but I'm I'm super super excited to see what this film has in store for us this December.
1: Another interesting thing was I don't really remember why, but do you remember? A little bit ago, they re- Marvel released three fake Spider-Man titles, which were yes. Spider-Man, Phone, Spider-Man Home Slice and then Spider-Man Home Wrecker.
0: Yeah, so the actors of Spider-Man, Ned, and MJ all tweeted out fake photos of the title for this film. And they were all playing a game of like, what, they gave you a different title? Which was obviously staged, but... I thought that was really interesting. Right. And there's all these theories out there about what do the titles mean? Maybe they each represent one of the three Spider-Men, which I think is a very interesting uh, way to go at it. And and there's certainly...
1: An E.T. reference. And then Home Slice could be like Pizza Slice, Toad Maguire. Right.
0: That... Mm-hmm. I th- I think that if if that's true, I I'm not sure I buy that it's like representing each Spider-Man. I think it's just them messing with us. But if it does have a greater meaning, I think yes, Home Slice is probably the Toby Maguire reference, you know, Pizza Time. Phone home is maybe maybe Tom Holland, just because I don't know if he has a home right now. And also he's into 80s movies, so E.T. reference. <laughs> and then Home Wrecker. W- would, by process of elimination, I guess, be Andrew Garfield. So I wonder what's going on there.
1: Yeah, I don't really know how that would tie in, though. Yeah, so so,
0: we'll, we'll see on that. And then another quick piece of news, we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming at us, and episode one should be out by the time you're hearing this. So,
1: Obed, what are, what are your thoughts about the show? Are you excited for it? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm almost a little overwhelmed just because we only had, like, two weeks of rest between this show right. and WandaVision. I think they maybe should have spaced it out just a little more. Because, like, I was surprised. You no, know, after having, I like, nothing really
0: been... last year, I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally That's fine true. with having something new but every week.
1: Because... Yeah, because I was um, following Snyder Cut and a bunch of other stuff, I didn't even realize it was coming out this Friday until um, – I was, some I was out somewhere yesterday and I saw an ad for it and it said this Friday and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize oh, yeah. that's so soon. So,
0: right? Yeah, yeah no.
1: It might be I'm, soon, but I'm excited for it. I'm pumped.
0: Yeah, my only concern with uh, all this like back to back to back is I hope this doesn't. There won't be like a dry area. Like I hope there won't be middle of twenty twenty two. There's nothing for a couple months. Yeah, like, they can't have like back-to-back back for a year and then, like, nothing. I don't think that will happen with how much they've announced. I doubt that will happen. Uh, but that would be my one concern with it being back-to-back. Back. But, honestly, I love having every week having something new to look forward to versus waiting months and months and months. Uh, yeah. it's, it's very exciting. Our, our next thing I wanted to discuss real quick is there is a new Superman film on the horizon, folks. And this film will be produced by J.J. Abrams, who, just real quick, Obed, what are your thoughts on J.J. On Abrams as a, as a filmmaker?
1: Um, I think that, I mean, I've enjoyed a lot of his movies, like the Mission Impossible movies and mm-hmm. some of the Star Wars movies I did enjoy. But I will say I'm just a little worried about the things. Basically, I'm worried about him doing anything for big franchises just because of, all the unrest caused by the new Star Wars movies. Right. And though I don't follow Star Trek, I've heard there was a lot of unrest with that too once he did Star Trek movies. So I'm a little worried that he kind of is... stirs up trouble among fan communities, which is kind of worrying.
0: Yeah, I I have not seen his Star Trek films. I'm not a huge star trek fan i've seen most of the movies i think i've actually seen all but one of them before the jj abrams movies i i I don't think i saw the last one that came out before jj abrams stuff uh and then i haven't seen the jj abrams films but you know i enjoy star trek so i'm sure i would probably enjoy whatever he did with the franchise but yeah it seems a lot of like hardcore trekkies did not enjoy his films and how they sort of did something totally different from the original and then you got all the controversy surrounding the star wars sequel trilogy i personally enjoyed force awakens quite a bit episode seven but it was just kind of a carbon copy of episode four it was a great movie it's still one of my favorite movies still one of my favorite movie theater experiences that i've ever had but episode nine i cannot say the same i do not really like episode nine that much so but but then, of course, Mission Impossible films, I, yeah, I think, are I like great. It. So I think it really depends on the film uh, with J.J. J. Abrams. And from what I hear, his TV stuff's great, too. Um, I, I think he's, he's a great filmmaker. I'm not so confident in his storytelling, like, coming up with a good story. But I think given a good story or even given a mediocre story, he can make a great film out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Would you agree. agree with that? Definitely.
0: Okay. Now, the idea of J.J. Abrams making Superman is not anything new, because for those of you who have never known this, fun fact, all the way back in 2003, 2004, J.J. Abrams was working on a Superman film called Superman Flyby. It would have been really, really interesting. I'm probably going to do a podcast on it sometime in the near future in light of these recent announcements, but... He's always talked about since the very beginning of his career in the early 2000s how he wants to do Krypton one day. Like that's sort of his dream. And I think the idea of him doing Superman excites me just because I like him okay and I love Superman. So that is really exciting. However, there is a bit of bad news with this. That being the writer hired for this film, ta Coates, he is a comic book writer. He hasn't done much. But he has written a few comic books over at Marvel. He's written a lot of Black Panther stuff in the last few years, a lot of Captain America stuff. He was even given a special thanks at the end of several Marvel films recently uh, because I guess they took stuff from his comics.
1: Yeah. But
0: I don't like his writing at all. I really, I've really i tried reading some of his Black Panther and Captain Having America stuff. I thought it was, it was really bad. It was really hard to get through. Yeah, I, really I just kind of gave up understand. on it. And he's very, I don't want to get politi- too political here, but he's a very like, left-wing activist, which means we're going to get a Superman movie that's full of like left-wing politics and everything. And that's not really what I come to the superhero movie for. You know? I, don't, I don't come to superhero movies to get preached to about politics. I, I come to watch a good superhero movie.
1: Whatever standpoint you take politics wise, it doesn't really matter. It's just that you don't really want to hear about politics and stuff like that because I think superheroes, movies, and other media like that are supposed to be kind of a way to escape the real world rather than get like almost like preached at, you know? And I think part of the thing he's done in the past with comics is he does kind of preach at the reader and doesn't his really captain america subtly, comics so i think are... that may be a concern going
0: this captain america comics are essentially they essentially boil down to man steve rogers you should feel guilty or white also trump bad i mean that, that's that's <laughs> essentially what his captain america comics are it's, that's all there is to them and i don't really want that in a superman movie I, that's not what i come here for i come here to see a good superman story not a story about right. white supremacy and systemic racism against Christo- Kryptonians, like.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, it's rumored that this will be a Superman of color, a black Superman. Which I mean, I don't really care as long as they execute it right. As long as the story's good, I, yeah. I don't really care what. I Kilder mean, Michael is. B.
1: Jordan is a great Human Torch. He was one of, I mean, in a. Right. everyone wants
0: michael b jordan to play superman i'm not so sure about that casting i i don't know definitely not clark kent he's even said like i would love to be superman just not clark kent superman like maybe a different superman i just i don't really see him as superman i i think he's a good actor but he's good at playing roles with characters like have a chip on their shoulder you know they're really angry that's not superman yeah superman doesn't have a chip on his shoulder
1: yeah, I think it needs to be someone who feels a little more innocent, average person, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it'd also be better to cast an unknown as well. I think that's always been one of the strengths of Superman castings, is that they usually cast unknowns to play the character. Like Christopher Reeve, Brandon Ralph, Tom Welling, Henry Cavill. None of them were big actors, yeah. and, but they're all phenomenal Superman.
1: Which I always admire, you know, giving more actors an opportunity.
0: Right. Right. So yeah, cautiously optimistic now, about this film. I just oh. heard it. Go on.
1: But um another just piece of news that I just recently heard about was over in the Lego scene for any of you Lego fans, recently apparently there were some images leaked of Lego sets for Marvel for Eternals.
0: So even
1: though, you know, Legos hide those, they may be showing some spoilers or not necessarily spoilers, but some of the art style and stuff for the Eternals movie, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. Lego has been spoiling endings of movies and stuff since Toy Story (laughs) three. So that ain't anything (laughs) new, but that's, that's really interesting. I'm Eternals is another one that I'm cautiously optimistic for uh, because they've, they've said some stuff will be in that film that I personally don't agree with. So that, that's one that I'm kind of, eh, I don't know about this one. But but yeah, Any anytime there's new Marvel news, I always get excited or, or leaks or anything like that.
1: Yeah. So our
0: final piece of news, just real quick, there's a new Superman series on television called Superman and Lois. It's on CW. And... I've seen the first three episodes. Episode four just came out, and episode five will be out by the time you hear this. And I'm I'm really, really enjoying this show so far. It's a really good take on Superman. Um, in this series, he is married with Lois and has two teenage sons who discover that he is Superman, so there's some family drama there. And it's all about them coming to terms with that. And also, they move fr- from Metropolis to Smallville, so there's uh, all these story opportunities there. I don't want to give any more away just cuz I think it's a great show and you should watch it for yourself, but it's it's really exciting. There's several mysteries going on that are really exciting and I just I'm really enjoying the show. Tyler Hecklin, the actor playing Clark Kent and Superman who played him on the other CW shows such as Supergirl. He does a phenomenal job as the character. So yeah, would highly recommend this. You can find it on cwtv.com. And you can binge the whole show so far on that website. So, yeah, totally would recommend this series. It's it's really good.
1: Cool, cool. So shall we get on to today's main topic? Yes, we shall. So today we will be reviewing
0: and giving our thoughts on WandaVision. Man, oh, man, was this show exciting. I mean, that finale yeah. was one of the greatest things that I've seen in the last uh, – Probably year and a half because I mean there hasn't been much, but it, it was it was so exciting. I loved watching it. Uh, what were, what were your thoughts on the last episode of Wandavision?
1: I really enjoyed it. It was a big reveal. Um, well, it was just long awaited just because it was the talk of so many Marvel fans like uh, you and me. But just you know, every Friday there was all this theorizing and all this crazy stuff. We were all really waiting for the end. So I think it was it was really cool. It was good to see.
0: Yeah, a great ending to a, a fantastic show. I mean, this show is truly one of the greatest uh, things that I, I think has ever been on television. I don't know if it's even fair to call it a TV show because it's, it, it's so different. It, it's so much more than just a TV yeah. show. Like, really it really is
1: have a long Marvel movie that's been so
0: I think though, out of all the shows, this is probably gonna be the most TV like just because of the nature of it being like sitcom parodies. But but yeah, by the time you get to the end, it's just like the movies. It's on par with them. It's it's really, really, really good show. So um, let's talk about our, our favorite part of the show. My favorite part was everything with vision. I vision is a character that I've sort of has sort of grown on me. At first, I, I, I could really care less about Vision. I, didn't, I thought he was just okay as a character. Uh, and in Infinity War, I liked him a lot in that, uh, but mostly because of his dynamic with Wanda. But Vision really shined in this show, I thought. I thought he was just amazing. Paul Bettany's performance was incredible. It was really neat to see his interactions with the other Vision. I thought that, that stuff was really, really cool. And his romance yeah. with Wanda was was very well done. I just I thought Vision was probably the best part of this show, and then my other favorite part was the sitcoms that uh, and all the different sitcoms that were parodied throughout. Being a big sitcom fan, being a fan of like all those old shows such as I Love Lucy, I, I really really enjoyed that aspect of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I did as well. Um, I, I as like you did also didn't really care much about vision before I was like okay you know he's there but I don't really I didn't dislike him but I didn't like him either he was just kind of a, a character that was there but I really enjoyed him I also really enjoyed his dynamic with Wanda because I will say in Infinity War I was a little skeptic I was it was a little weird his thing with Wanda I was like I don't really get this this is a little strange but uh, by the time the show had started, I was I was shipping them <laughs> like <laughs> a classic soap opera. I really liked their dynamic together, especially in the beginning. So I was really yeah. cool to see more of those two characters that weren't really on my radar as much yes. before. Yes. Yes. What was? Did you have a favorite part of this show? And obviously, getting. Honestly, not any specific parts. I'm bad at picking favorites, <laughs> but um, <laughs> i just really show and finishing every episode with the words, please stand by, getting all excited to see what's next.
0: Ooh, what's yeah. The,
1: the pain of having to wait another week to see.
0: Right. Can you believe we're at the point where it's like, oh, I have to wait seven whole days? Whereas back, back a long time ago, it would be, oh, I have to wait seven whole years.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, we're at the point where, you know, just when you... Finish watching the new episode. It's like okay, here's a trailer for the next episode that's coming out in just a couple of days, and it's like what? I know the next episode in the Marvel saga. It's like what? I, I used to have to wait several months for this, several years. Now it's like back to back. I I, just, I think it's really incredible.
1: Yeah, I've really liked this 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 new system almost that they've been going with for 2021.
0: Hmm. Now. I have almost nothing but praises for this show. I think it's truly incredible. And we're going to definitely praise it a lot more. But I want to just quickly talk about um, sort of a negative somewhat. And, I mean, I don't really have much criticism of this show. I think the show is truly phenomenal and perfect in almost every way. But my one disappointment by the end of it is no Mephisto.
1: Huh, that is true. They really fooled us with that one because you know, almost everyone, including us, were all
0: Yeah, everyone in getting... their grandma was saying, Oh, it's Mephisto, right? Like
1: Right. And there were so and many I... hints that you almost it's almost as if, you know, they they almost tried to trick us. Like Paul Benton yeah. did.
0: So at first I, I assumed that and I'm like, oh well played you guys. And I I assume I assume Mephisto will eventually come in the MCU because he is such a big, yeah. big Marvel character. You can't really do 5,000 movies without showing Mephisto, right? But Yeah. And I'm sure when they do introduce him, they will probably be like, oh, yeah, remember WandaVision? So, like, he had this part to play in that. He was secretly behind the scenes there. Yeah, he might
1: still be the characters that we guessed he was. He just didn't get to show up in the show. And he might even be the villain of... The next MC movie, Dr. Strange Dose.
0: Yes, I, I definitely think he will play a part in that film. But here's what was frustrating, though. The writer of the mm-hmm. series, Jack Schaefer, claims that she has never heard of Mephisto. I'm sorry, what?
1: What? Like, this has to be another instance of Marvel... Us, if you will because like either that or she's just really not in the loop of of marvel comics because i don't really know how you could do anything on these characters and not have heard of mephisto
0: exactly he plays such a pivotal role in wanda's story in the comics in the story of the twins in the comics i mean the whole thing with the twins in the comics is that they're fragments of mephisto's soul that's their whole deal And she claims that they gave her all these books to read. They're like, here's what we're thinking the show's going to be based on. Read these and then write the series. Mephisto is in most of those comics. So that's why it baffles me that she said, yeah, I've never heard of Mephisto before people started theorizing about him when the first episode came out. And I just, I don't understand that. Especially when there's so many lines in the show that seem like it's almost too obviously Mephisto, yeah, that- like the, the devils in the details, or unleash hell, demon spawn, you know, lines like that, where it's like right. you're obviously yeah, referencing. A it. Lot of it. Yeah, so so that that confused me quite a bit hearing hearing her say such a thing. But honestly, I didn't feel the loss of Mephisto too much, uh, just because the way they did the ending, I thought was so so good. I wasn't really too broken hearted about Mephisto not being in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that was kind of an easy thing to overlook just because there were so many other things done so well.
0: Right. So let's talk about the, the individual episodes. So obviously major spoilers following. We probably already spoiled a lot already, but this is your last chance. If you have not watched this show, go watch it right now. Heavy spoilers follow. So let's just like really, really quickly go through each episode and talk about it for a minute. So obviously we covered the first two episodes extensively on here. Uh, I really enjoyed their uh, 1950s, 60s aesthetic and everything. I thought that was really cool. I thought they were very well done. And then episode three was the 70s it was based on Brady Bunch and Partridge Family I really enjoyed that episode it, it was sort of the first one there have been these creepy elements in the first two like certain moments where it all of a sudden became Twilight Zone uh, and I really enjoyed those but this was the first one where it's like <laughs> yeah this is this is so creepy like this is the creepiest thing I've seen not because it's like oh creepy killer yeah, clown jumping out and sound- stabbing someone it's not that kind of creepy. It's the, just the feeling that something's off. Something's not right. And it, when Wanda right. gave birth, the like scream that she had, there was like demonic sounding. It was like, oh man, what is even
1: happening? Like, this is nuts. And then yeah, it was just a lot more tense and like edgy.
0: Right. And then like, when you see, what's his name? Herbert, um, with the saw going through the wall, it's like, what? Like what is going on here? I mean, you see the fear in their eyes when they had
1: that you know that whole conversation between Agnes and, and um Herb and she's like don't tell him and all that stuff.
0: Just a right.
1: lot of clues to the obvious, which was you know, something's not right.
0: Right. And then of course you get to the end of the episode Ultron comes up, it's like what? And then um,
1: you know, she was the first one to mention anything from the MCU other than Sylvia. Right.
0: right. And and then, like, Wanda sort of wakes up, and she's like, all right, get out of here, kid. And then it, it all goes back to normal. And so, it, like, I really enjoyed that. And then you get to episode four, and where the secrets start to get unraveled. Uh, you see sort of behind the scenes. Sword has been behind the scenes. We also get to see Monica Rambo from Captain Marvel, Which, funny enough, my siblings are watching right now. I just I was watching part of it. I thought that was really neat, but but I thought I really liked how they brought Monica in this and Captain Marvel. I'm just gonna say I don't like that movie much. It's probably my least favorite MCU film. I just I didn't think it was very well done. I didn't love the lead character. It's not. It's an okay movie. It's 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 not terrible. There there's some great parts of it. But it's not my favorite by a yeah, long correct. stretch. It
1: just wasn't that
0: great. Right. And the fact that they made me care so much about a very small character in that, I think it was, it was a real compliment of WandaVision. Because now, in retrospect, I kind of like Captain Marvel a bit more. I think Marvel's great at doing this thing where they're, they bring something back from an older film that you may not like. And then in retrospect, it's like, oh, that's so much better. You know, like Thor the Dark World has only gotten better with time. And it, I, I think yeah. it's...
1: Yeah.
0: Like you got Darcy Lewis showing up in this, which she's she's great in this. Uh, and then you got uh, the Ed gay yeah. references. Yeah, let's talk about Jimmy oh, yeah. Woo and Darcy.
1: Yes, the who, side characters that really... Came in strong.
0: Right, Jimmy Woo is just hilarious. I mean, he was the best part of *Ant-Man and Wasp* in my opinion. After Paul, Ru- the amazing Paul Rudd, and he—he he was easily one of my favorite parts of this. He's just—he's so good, so fun to watch. Uh, and yeah, then... I
1: really like him so and Darcy. Gone. They did a job at like almost emulating the audience and playing the straight character, mm-hmm. you know, and. Showing confusion that we were experiencing
0: right and then darcy was someone who i didn't hate or anything i just never loved her as a character i thought she was just kind of there in the first thor movie she was fine thor of the dark world she kind of annoyed me some uh but this show she's just so spot on i think this is the perfect place for her in the mcu is like a side character in some weird sitcom show and I think the comedy yes. was very well written, very well executed. So yeah, great job with her. And then we sort of meet yeah. one of our villains We're of the show, of and people. that is and that is director Hayward. What did, what did we think of Hayward?
1: Yes. Um, I mean he was alright. I feel like a, a sort of antagonist character in the real world while this was all going on was necessary. So, obviously, you know, I think that was fine. But, I mean, he was a little cliche, you know, the classic, like, I'm the macho. You there? Yes.
0: Okay, sorry, it disconnected for some reason. No, you're fine. Okay,
1: what were you saying about Hayward? So, I was just saying that um, I feel like an antagonist in the real world was necessary, Mm -hmm. but it's a little, he was a little you know the classic like macho military director i'm not gonna let you help the heroes we're just gonna do it with brute force and you listen to me or we kick you out so even though it was kind of cliche i think it was kind of necessary on the other hand as well
0: right i liked him uh, as a villain he was fine i kind of expected something a little more from him i i expected there to be some twist like oh he's ultron or, or something like that or oh he's a scroll or something and I think that would actually have been cool if it was yeah. like always oh, an evil scroll. Okay, so they're not all good. Okay, and sort of plant that seed. Uh, there is some scroll action in this show, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Um,
1: right.
0: So episode five was the '80s slash '90s. It was it was kind of like late '80s, early '90s sitcom. I really enjoyed this episode. It was it was a great sort of parody of how over dramatic. 80s, 90s sitcoms can be.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, the dog died. Somber was... music
0: starts playing. And it's. <laughs> and I thought Ag- Agnes was great in this episode. Uh, Catherine Hahn is just so great as Agnes in this show. I think she gave a truly yeah, phenomenal really performance. Well. Like... Top MCU villains, like she's really she up there with, great the, with the greatest, yeah. Yes, and then, of course, we got some more creepy stuff with uh, you know, vision waking up, uh, Norm and that whole sequence. I thought that was really interesting. And then you get, uh, of yeah. course, we meet the twins and they can they have the power to age up, they they age up into 10 year olds and. We also we get two big things at the end of this episode. One, uh, we get Vision Scarlet Witch standoff. That was really really f- awesome to watch. I was oh, yes. it was so intense. It was it was just so cool to see Vision sort of like waking up to what's actually happening here. And then of course you know knock at the door and who to her wandering eyes should appear but Pietro, but not the MCU Pietro. But the Foxman right. Pietro, what?
1: And then they leave us there for a whole what week. That was so much. I know, that was insane. The speculation was off the charts. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's wh- one thing that I want to talk about just
0: real quick is. The idea that they should have maybe managed audience expectations a little better, because with a show like this, obviously people are going to go wild theorizing. So I feel like That's- they could have accounted for that better. And I maybe I'm sure that was the whole point. They want you to think it's a multiverse thing, and then ha, just kidding. But the idea of like putting in lines that, like of the dev- about the devil, and then not expecting people to think Mephisto's involved. Um, I, I think that was, and I think uh, right the actors didn't really help much either. Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen going out there talking about some big cameo. Someone asked Elizabeth Olsen, is there a Luke Skywalker level cameo in this? And she's like, yep, there is. And it's like Quicksilver is not Luke Skywalker. Okay, I'm like, are you nuts? Yeah. And and I think the, the director of the show was like, yeah, that wasn't really helpful. Uh, Paul Bettany hyping up this big cameo when it's himself. Uh, we'll get to that. But... But yeah, I I did really enjoy the reveal <laughs> of Quicksilver. And it had me, you know, the gears turned for a full week. So like, what could this possibly mean? Especially amidst all the Spider Man rumors. Yeah. Uh, having Evan Peters Quicksilver showed up, I'm like, oh okay, so Toby McGuire's confirmed for Spider Man three at this point, right? But then it's like, oh, that wasn't a multiverse thing. Oh, okay, that's exactly. interesting. Uh, of course, then my backup yeah, there were was a lot oh of expect right my backup was oh he's Mephisto <laughs> no it turns out he's a uh, Ralph Boner so anyways episode 5 we also got Sparky the dog and I loved how later when they were revealed that actus killed him kind of reminds me a lot of Wizard of Oz you know how the witch is out to, yeah. to get the dog and everything so I, I think that was a neat little nod there now, on to episode six, episode six being in the uh, sort of late 90s, early 2000s, right, with uh, parodying Malcolm in the middle. I thought this episode was really neat, the Halloween episode, uh, the long-awaited one since the trailer was first released, and uh, I really love their costumes. Right. What, what did what you think of their costumes? Their
1: costumes. I really liked that because it was a way of, like, even though we did kind of get this later on with Wanda, it was a way of not having to act. Mm -hmm. Do something to inspire it and, like, you know, make the fans happy. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So I really like the stuff in this episode with Vision sort of discovering the truth of what's really going on in Westfield. And when he... Like one of the creepiest parts of the show was when he went to near the edge of town, and you see all those people who are like frozen. That was super creepy yeah, it, that
1: was a cool moment because it was definitely like a big tell that like Wanda's clearly controlling this because you know if she can't mm-hmm. see it, she doesn't really have the mental capacity to be controlling it, so it's all just like right. frozen that was a cool moment
0: yeah, it really was, and then of course, he talks to Agnes. And I thought this scene was really interesting because it was the first time that I started to question, like, is she really bad? Like, what is actually her deal? You know, because uh, on one hand, and this is what eventually was revealed, she could be totally faking it. And I was suspicious of that at first. But then I'm like, oh, what if she isn't? Like, what if she's just a big red herring and Wanda is the villain behind it all?
1: Right. But then I'm like, like, oh well, that's like, kind of
0: boring because he teased that in the episode two. I mean, it's kind yeah. of that would be a boring twist, you know. So I, that scene was very, very interesting to me. What, what did you think about all that?
1: Well, I'll say in like the first half, she kind of had me, and I was like, wait, is she just a civilian? Has she been like basically like trolling us this whole time to make us think she was the villain? But then near the second half, it got like so theatrical that i was like i feel like she's probably faking and still is the villain because maybe she's just a big personality and still a civilian but i think she's faking
0: right well it was also we got more hints towards her having a bigger involvement in this episode too because if you noticed in the intro they added agnes as like one of the the names She
1: was part of the the cast
0: right originally It was just Wanda and Vision. And then it expanded to Wanda, Vision, and the twins. And then in this episode, it's Wanda, Vision, the twins, uh, Pietro, and Agnes that are all in the intro.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting development that I noticed right away when the intro played.
0: Right. And, I mean, even, you know, her clothing had the word naughty on it. So it's like, (laughs) okay, something's something's up. Yeah. Uh, And then we... At the end of this episode, Wanda sort of confronts Pietro. Let, let's talk about Pietro for a minute. What did you think of Evan Peters' performance as Pietro?
1: I really liked him, but I, I mean, I liked the performance character-wise. It was kind of interesting because you almost like want to like him, but there are bits here and there where I'm like, he's hes kind of a bad uncle, I will say. He's kind of a bad influence. Well, he he's was like, playing
0: the the part from several sitcoms where it's like, oh, the crazy uncle comes and and the mom's not too happy. And, you know, like that whole sitcom bit. And he even says that in the episode straight up to Wanda. Like, this is what you brought me in here for, right? Like, to be the crazy uncle, essentially.
1: Yeah, but I did like his character. He was kind of a fun addition with the twins being more chaotic than they are.
0: Right. And then there were even more hints that, like, this isn't the fox x-men but it's also not the pietro that we know it's kind of like a third Pietro, so to speak like yeah because obviously he remembers being from sokovia and wanda's his sister and that is not his origin in the x-men films in the x-men films he lives in america his name is actually peter and right, um like peter. and he's the son of magneto like in the comics but they're obviously I think it's safe to say we're not going with the Magneto origin in the MCU for Wanda and Vision, or Pietro, sorry. Now, let's talk for just a minute about the commercials. Right. So each episode, with the exception of the last two and episode four, have a commercial and it's like meant to be like in the style of commercials from that era. And we we talked extensively about the first two commercials back in our uh WandaVision episodes one and two breakdowns. But uh the other commercials since have been really interesting. I think it it was clear that most of them were just showing her past, you know, and it you like the Lagos paper towels representing Lagos Germany and and all yes. that. But then there's the more cryptic ones that kind of leave your head scratching a bit um for instance in this episode we got by far the strangest ad in this show and that is the yogurt ad yo magic
1: right that What was up guy. with that it was very odd because it was it was it was freaky by the end you know the way he's like mm-hmm. he like withers into a skeleton over time
0: right by Not far mention- one of the creepiest things in the show of theories about what it represents because I think the other ones it's pretty straightforward but this one I'm yeah. very confused as to what it uh, represented when I first saw it I sort of interpreted it as the shark is like Mephisto and he's coming to Wanda like you can use yo magic and uh, bring Vision back to life but ultimately she fails to do so and Vision still dies at the end of the day that's kind of what right. I interpreted it as but then no mephisto maybe maybe the shark is hayward
1: because he tried
0: to manipulate wanda into using her magic to bring back because that's why he invited her in obviously
1: right and then he like pushed her and pushed her until eventually she just like went down there and you know did it herself
0: right yeah that actually makes way more sense now huh I mean, maybe there's other ways to interpret it, but that that's that makes the most sense uh, yeah and so then Wanda expands the hex and so that was really oh, interesting yeah. and we we see it uh, was cool is, to
1: see like you know all the trucks and everything turning into like different turned. carnival um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: background stuff, and they're all turning into like clowns and stuff. that was interesting because that was like obviously another big tell along with the hazmat beekeeper thing that, like, it definitely is just, yeah. like, changing things.
0: Right. And then we move into the next episode, which is sort of an office parody uh, along with some yeah, Modern Family. Modern I haven't... Family. S- yeah, I haven't seen Modern Family. I don't really know much about it, but I just... I recognize the logo, the WandaVision logo being, like, a clear yeah. parody of that Yeah, I logo. haven't
1: watched it either, but I've seen bits and pieces, and a lot of, like, the cameras oh. and everything...
0: In this, in this episode, where we see Monica gain her powers, like in the comic books, so we all know she's going to be a superhero at this point, right? Like, she's, oh, she's yeah. going to be Photon. Yeah. kind
1: of caught me by surprise, because I wasn't as familiar with her character in comics, so I didn't really know if she had any, like, super background in the comics, but dang, with the whole eye thing, I was like, oh, dang, she definitely has powers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that she will play a major part in maybe Captain Marvel 2, um and then going forward in the secret invasion show and uh with that
1: of course like the new avengers that they've been setting up with various characters yeah Hawkeye's daughter that will eventually be in the hawkeye show and stuff like that
0: right right i i definitely think we're setting up a a very new very different uh set of avengers and let's talk about the ending of this episode with um sweet vindication agatha harkness i knew it i was right Mm -hmm
1: that's right we all we all saw that one coming though yeah. even though we did see i think it was still a pretty satisfying
0: review it, it was very well done uh it, it sort of was like the mysterio reveal how i wasn't shocked by it but i really enjoyed it because it's like it was it was so yeah. well done. Uh, and i think they kind of know we're not going to fool comic book fans uh and so they don't they don't really try to i i think that's a, that's fine But the song, the song was just incredible. Yeah, I I loved how the song was a parody of the Munsters, the Munsters TV series. I thought that was great. Uh, Did did you enjoy this musical number performed by Agatha?
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. It was very fun. And there was obviously that whole story that was all over the internet of hit, you know, like hitting charts everywhere,
0: which yeah, I'm, I'm it, assuming
1: they didn't predict.
0: It was huge. This song was huge. And I I think it, it'll always be one of the most memorable moments from this show. I think like years from now, when people think of WandaVision, it'll be like that. Oh yeah, Agatha all along, you know.
1: Right. It was funny. It was stuck in my head and I couldn't, I couldn't Dude. say it because uh, my, hadn't watched the show yet oh
0: that's rough man oh i cannot imagine that it was agatha oh, oh it's stuck in my head now dang it okay but yeah great song i love the indic- and i killed sparky too
1: i feel like we all saw that coming to me that was a big oh show for that she sure was
0: for sure
1: yeah sparky just disappears at her house what are the odds right
0: right exactly exactly uh, also wizard of oz reference you know toto and the witch and all that right um so then the next episode is a flashback episode mostly showing bits of wanda's past we had never seen before and um yeah, showing was- what led up to the show falling in uh with her not yeah. stealing the body but creating a new vision and all that right,
1: that was really that, that was I didn't see coming
0: that was a twist that really really shocked me. I did not see that coming, uh, but then in retrospect it's like, and oh yeah, that makes so much so much sense,
1: yeah, and we see her reasoning behind you know all the sitcom stuff just because you know she loved sitcoms as a child, and that was okay. like her last childhood memory.
0: I wanted to talk about that it for a second,
1: rude. and how that just
0: totally breaks the MCU timeline. Okay, that one scene single-handedly breaks this timeline. So DVDs were not really a big thing in the 90s. Um, it was like VHS tapes for the thing. And then DVDs came a few years later. And specifically, I own that I Love Lucy DVD uh, uh, that it showed. And I've seen many of those other DVDs. And I looked at the date on it. And the I Love Lucy DVD specifically said 2006, 2007. So these are like newer DVDs. Mm -hmm. But if you remember, they said she was born in 1989. So let's do some math. Let's say she's, you know, 10, 11, 12 in that scene. That would place the scene like right at like 2000, uh, which is when Malcolm in the Middle even came out. So it would have to take place sometime after 2000 or like right then, Mm -hmm. but even then, like, Several of those DVDs don't exist. So what's up with that? I
1: don't know. I mean, to me, I'll allow it. But that is a bit of a big issue that I guess they kind of overlooked. Okay, so here's my theory about
0: it, though. Because I I love how there's so much to talk about here. And and I'm rambling on about DVDs in the background of the episode. But um, (laughs) my theory is, in a world where you got people like Howard and Tony Stark creating all this big big tech back in you know the 40s howard stark had a flying car right so it's reasonable to assume right so i think it's reasonable to assume that maybe technology was advanced by a few years because even by 2012 avengers you got holograms and stuff
1: that's true that is a definitely a valid assumption
0: so so that's sort of my my theory on it that maybe DVDs were created ten years before they were in our world, um, or just someone really the set designer really did not care. there's also that that option. but I just I, I noticed that and thought it was very strange, considering when Malcolm in the Middle came out and when this scene's supposed to take place, and then when those DVDs were made yeah but anyways yeah some some great flashbacks in this episode and uh we we see at the very end of this episode white vision
1: right
0: Uh, i'm not gonna go too in depth on this because i just did a whole podcast talking about white vision and the comic story behind all of that and you can find it here on the jack disney show but but yeah that was that was very interesting and then, and also the return of the post-credit scenes—that that was fascinating. Well, actually, in the last episode, there was one right. with, with Monica and Fietro uh, fake Fietro Well, now going into the finale, uh, which first off it said "serious finale" in the title, so just confirming right there, no season two. the The final battle was was truly epic, very satisfying. Uh, seeing Vision talk to White Vision yeah. and like their whole confrontation was their really, whole, really was
1: cool. Battle.
0: Right, that, that was really, really cool. And then, of course, Wanda fighting Agnes, Agnes and then turning the tides on her with the runes. I thought that was neat. Uh, and then, you know, going into her head. I love that scene where she like zoomed behind her and then like does the like thing uh, with her head oh, and then yeah. they go and see the witches, which we didn't talk about that, but that was also a really cool sequence uh with the Salem which is but I I, right.
1: I really very, love the callback. Rough the rest of the oh for sure. Very...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the callback though to a power that Wanda had in age of Ultron but has sort of since been forgotten. Uh, and then of course this episode tries to break our hearts again by showing Vision dying for the fifth and sixth time. I mean it's it's honestly just a <laughs> joke becoming at movie. this point. Right, Vision's I'm going to come back in every movie, and he will die at the end of every movie. I, That'll be a thing, I promise you.
1: <laughs> It'll be like in the trailers. It'll be like, oh my gosh, Vision is back, and by the end of the movie, he's dead again. And then guess yeah. what?
0: <laughs> After a while, they're just going to give up. It'll be like Sony with the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer showing Gwen Stacy's death in the trailer.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. And then this was episode was interesting just because it was the most marvel superhero movie of them all because you know it started right. Lies and sitcom and by the end it's like full marvel action movie
0: right i really love that but then you got one of the most horrific scenes not because of it looks creepy but just the idea of wanda torturing all these people and then begging like for her to kill them just because of how tortured they are that scene really got right. me that scene was, that was, was nuts like I know wanda <laughs> I love Wanda as a character, and she's she's so yeah. You, know, you feel for her, but she's straight up a villain. Like right. there, there's no going back from this. She's not an Avenger who's heroic. No, she is a villain. She's a sympathetic villain, if, but she is a villain. Right. This is she's, her villain origin. She's
1: like, oh, I'm I'm a good person. I would never do something like this. But obviously, behind the scenes, it's like she doesn't even realize that she is has been pulling the evil strings. I mean, other than Agatha. Right. Well, even Agatha's like, look, I, I didn't do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad
0: guy, I didn't do this. Like, this been, been, like, wasn't me.
1: Observing, but I haven't done anything to these people. But... The only thing is that I'm really disappointed by in this show is that the oh. evil toaster didn't come back. My favorite villain. Oh, the evil
0: toaster. Yeah.
1: I know. Yeah. The call- our- callback to our-, our first WandaVision Jack Disney episode. I can't mm-hmm. believe the evil toaster didn't make another comeback. I was really yeah. looking
0: forward to, to use that villain. Yeah, man, uh, I was I was looking forward to that too. Very disappointing. Uh, I
1: know. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm like an appearance in
0: Doctor Maybe, uh, but yeah, I really I really enjoyed all this stuff. The, although, uh one, this punishment for Agatha, I thought that was really interesting, and so I was I'm kind of curious as to if. Agatha's coming back like if in Doctor Strange 2 yeah, Wanda's cute. gonna be like hey I need your help with something uh, because obviously you don't want the planet to blow up so uh, help me out with this thing and right. she like or she
1: be like a weird almost like a villainous mentor type thing if she's like hey Agatha you know you're just laying around maybe you can teach me some magic
0: yeah I don't know It, it but that was really interesting and then of course we see Wanda's family disappear uh, but not not right. before Perfect. a very very well done monologue uh from wanda saying what vision is i thought that was a really really beautiful scene a very beautiful yeah. classic disney
1: move to make us cry at the end
0: oh yeah yeah um and then show show's kind of over then i mean wanda flies up. she's the scarlet right. witch now that so that was super exciting yeah that was uh, a cool name right it, it was yeah. cool. brought in the Scarlet Witch name. Uh, and then we get a couple post credit scenes. One is uh, setting up Scrolls, Secret Invasion, the Secret Invasion series and everything uh, with Monica. Right. And a thing to remember is this show takes place months before Far From Home, uh, which is the last time we saw the Scrolls in the MCU.
1: Right. Because there was, yeah, that whole. Seen in Far From Home with, you know, the Nick Fury decoy and everything.
0: Right, right. So I wonder how this ties in with that. I'm very interested to see what happens with the scrolls. And then you got the other tease, which showed Scarlet Witch practicing some dark magic with the Darkhold.
1: Right. Obviously teasing her appearance. Dang, that looks like Lord of the Rings. And then it said New Zealand, so I totally called that one.
0: Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, so I guess Wanda's just a villain now. Um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's like seen... full
1: dark magic, everything.
0: Right, so I guess maybe she's the villain of Doctor Strange 2? Maybe, maybe, maybe not?
1: That would be an interesting... It might be that kind of thing where like, maybe they're kind of fighting in the beginning, but you know, eventually they're teaming up against the big villain, her and right, so Doctor Strange. Here's what I think.
0: I think, so obviously in that scene, she hears the voices of Billy and Tommy calling out for her. Uh, What I think is that was from the multiverse. I was like another version of Billy and Tommy, and she's going to go through a journey through the multiverse, trying to find them. But along the way, she, she causes some damage with the multiverse, you know, maybe unleashes some things, destroys some worlds on accident. I don't know, but just like, and so that's when Doc Strange is like, whoa, 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 you, you can't do this. And she's like, Look, I just want my kids. He's like, Yeah, that's great, but like you're destroying the multiverse or whatever, whatever happens there. Yeah. I think that's sort of how it'll tie in.
1: Yeah, I could see that. And it is interesting because if, if that would happen, that'd be the first time she's actually getting consequences. Because one of the interesting things a lot of people have been talking about is the fact that she tortured a bunch of people and right. then just kind of yeah, which
0: kind of like that's eh, just kind of goes into hiding, right? Which is another thing. It's like she's a villain. Uh, what did you think of uh, the leftover questions at the end of this series? Because there there are many questions, like where is Vision? Like where did White Vision go? Where right. did where did what happened I with think... Agnes? And just many questions like that. So,
1: yeah, I think for White Vision, obviously, he could go on as many of the other heroes, like Monica being set up to be part of the new Avengers. And even though it's the same character, played by the same actor, he just is visually different.
0: And then. Right. I think with White Vision, I think he left and was sort of like, I got to figure things out because I just had a flood of memories come back. I got to figure out <laughs> what in the world is happening. Uh, or yeah. maybe he. Imagine how funny it would be if he still thinks Thanos is out there and so he's trying to find Thanos.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like I will get my revenge on Thanos for killing me and they're like bro what are you doing?
0: Bro, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah.
1: This show really continues this trend I've been seeing where basically it seems like, like if you think about it back when Iron Man came out and like you know the MCU was just starting, they didn't have as big of a fan base as they do now obviously. So everything was kind of rooted in science and everything was, you know, explained. You know like Iron Man, he builds a suit. That's semi believable. You know, Bruce mm-hmm. Banner gets a chemical. That's semi believable. You know, all of the, all of this was like rooted in science and at least somewhat believable within the superhero context. And now that they have this fan base that will basically follow them wherever they go as far as the Marvel movies, the, everything right. is a lot of like, less science and more magic. And right, like, I see
0: where you're going with this. Yeah, Strange, just, just getting more comic booky and less realistic as it goes on, but not to the point yeah. where it it feels that way. Uh, it's a natural it started progression. That way. It, yeah, it would not have...
1: Yeah, it, superheroes would not have been mainstream. It would have been still kind of almost like a nerdy thing to do. But now that they've had such a big fan base, now they can get really comic-y and they can keep their big fan base and... Keep it like mainstream, you know, which is right. Well, I think
0: you see you see the evolution even going back to X Men or or uh, Spider Man or Blade those those very early Marvel films that sort of opened the door to comic book and Blade sort of, you know, turned the doorknob. X Men sort of cracked the door open, and Spider Man kicked the door down, uh, <laughs> so to speak, uh, for comic book films. And so those films were very very realistic and then you get into iron man where it's a bit more again that's still realistic and an incredible hulk is a bit more you know okay this is a comic book whatever but it still feels realistic and then you get into thor and it's like okay gods are a thing now okay but it still yeah. has that realism but and you just slowly introduce these things like oh they're super soldiers now or oh there's um this weird thanos guy now okay or oh there's people in space and you just slowly build it up to where now we're at the point where it's, like, two witches fighting each other and, like, crazy magic multiverse stuff going on.
1: Yeah, it's gotten a lot crazier, which they have the ability to do now that they have such a big fan base and they have, you know, the resources to do that.
0: Right, right. So I, I think that's, that's very exciting. And it's very exciting for the future of the MCU uh, to see what, what that holds for these characters. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Yeah. So I want to talk real quick about something that I just learned about actually yesterday. And that is apparently COVID did impact this show and there were planned reshoots that didn't happen. Uh, and I, I wanted to bring this up because it sort of confirms one of my theories uh, about senior scratchy. Apparently there would have been a scene where they go to get the dark hole like out of the basement and they're like, Oh, it's just a bunny. It's not going to do anything. And then senior scratchy would have turned into a giant demon that they would have to fight.
1: Oh, that would have been interesting because I was going to say Senior Scratchy really felt like they were setting up something with him and then they nothing ever happened. Yeah, so they really- were totally
0: setting up something Everyone and their grandma was like yeah, something's up with the bunny There's so much yeah. focus given to it and then you get to the finale it's like, the bunny's not even in it What? Yeah, I and can that- see maybe Doctor Strange 2 maybe she runs into the bunny and the bunny turns into Mephisto and it's like, oh okay
1: <laughs> yeah or like some sort of demon creature thing
0: also his name is scratchy as in old scratch is in the devil like i just i keep coming back to this the bunny is mephisto i still think so
1: yeah i could see the bunny definitely playing a part like the uh the cat did in captain marvel sure the cute animal is actually you know some crazy monster thing
0: goose is mephisto i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> uh but but yeah, that was I thought that was interesting. Um uh, I hope that not many more shows and movies will be affected by COVID. Uh especially since contrary to what the media might tell you, COVID is lightening up, COVID's almost gone. Uh so so I think we're starting to see the end of of like it heavily affecting movies and TV shows. So Yeah, I sure hope I'm so. Hopeful.
1: I'm optimistic.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that pretty much covers uh, WandaVision. Any, any final thoughts on this show?
1: Uh, not really. I just, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. And uh, I'm glad that we could finally see the end. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I cannot oversay how much I love this show. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It, if you have been on the fence about watching it, go watch it. It's, it's so good. If you like anything Marvel, you'll like it. I realize I've heard from many people around me that the it's like, oh, I can't get through that first episode. Or like those first three episodes are kind of a slog. And, and so it sort of turns people off from the show. Uh, but but don't let those first three episodes turn you off. It, it's a really, really good show. I would highly recommend yeah. it to pretty much anyone. Great show. Super excited to see what else Marvel brings to us in these next couple years. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jack Disney show podcast. Uh, Tune in soon. We will be doing a review of Zack Snyder's justice league.
1: Yes. Exciting. And thank you so much Disney, for having me on the show. I was so glad to be here.
0: Yes. Thank you again for, for joining us. Obed Um, until next time I'm Jack Disney. Bye. Goodbye everyone.